Downing, Downing tees it into the box and there's a host of people going for it. Kadra heads it down, Hasselbank edge of the area goes down, no free kick is given. Jimmy's still on the floor, it's, but here's Stewie Downing. Downing then, Downing running beyond the fullback, whips a great looking ball in, header, Welcome back, everybody, to Middlesbrough Podcasts. I'm your host, Hamilton. Today, joined again with my compatriots. Gentlemen, how are we? We're doing all right. Um, feeling better than the Burrow team after this last match, but we'll get into that. Certainly. Yeah. How's it going, boys? Life is good. Life is good. Life is busy. Um Getting ready to finish up my grad program here and here in a couple months, and, and looking forward to some, some potential life changes. Um, so, th- so things are looking things are looking up on on my end. Brad, how was the fresh pal uh, in in beautiful Idaho? Not known not only for their potatoes, but also their skiing. It was great. Um, I think I skied like sixty miles in three days. Uh, wow, the legs were not ready. Um, I was going to say, that's pretty impressive. The margaritas were fantastic. They uh, were really The whiskey, great. Uh, the steaks, great. The gondola ride to dinner on the last night, super dope. Potatoes? Uh, girlfriend's parents for taking me there, also amazing. Shouts out to their family. Um, potatoes, lots of potatoes, my guy. Holy okay, smokes. Good. good. Lots of potatoes. <laughs> Whether or not they were from Idaho, I think it's safe to assume so. Right. Um, I didn't realize potatoes grew on a mountain. I don't know. Um, I mean, what? No, potatoes. Must be flat they're from. Uh, is it? No, they're from. Uh, There's a lot like of Peru. farming in Idaho. Like, yeah, they're, they're they're a root. They grow on the ground. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, holy smokes, guys! It was a beautiful weekend. The scenery out there is something unlike anything you've ever seen. Literally felt like I was looking at a painting everywhere I turned. Um. Gotta love nature. Idaho folks. Plenty of plenty of fresh snow. Uh I don't know if it was fresh snow or not. I mean we had one day of some good snow, fresh snow coming down on us. So it was the second day. We were skiing into some snow in the morning, but yeah, it was pretty nice. Uh the second and the third day was warmer. The first day we got there, we were literally driving to go park the car next to the lifts, and the car said negative one. It was so Ooh, cold yeah. that first day. Yeah, that's true. I was, that and that's, that's I was Fahrenheit. That's Fahrenheit for the rich across the pond. Yeah, that's Fahrenheit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, that exactly. is Fahrenheit. This was cold. So like tw- minus twenty. It is. It was cold. Uh, Celsius. Yeah. Day two, I think we started the day at twelve degrees, and day three, I think we we got lucky and started up at like twenty five. Wow. <laughs> no, there's uh, I think it's thirty two Celsius. In Fahrenheit, isn't it? Or thir- thir- oh, 32 Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit is zero Celsius. Zero, zero Celsius. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That is correct. So that's like minus 20-something. Yeah, that is pretty It cool. was frigid. Um, I was very bundled, and it was great. The The first day, or the second day, was very windy. Um, but man, that's enough about me. It was, a, it was a great weekend, great trip. Good to be back. Yeah, sounds like Glad to have you enjoyed you. yourself. Yeah. You sound you sound a little bit more perky. Sound like you, the 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 brick, the fresh air. Dude, the, the three air three days off of work, two and a half days off of work. Refresh, cleanse your brain. You know, get a get a chance to reset yourself. Always value. Definitely. Always value. Definitely. 
And Greg, how are you? Good, good. Yeah, just uh, same as usual. Just tending to the tending to the animals in the zoo here. At the <laughs> um, you mean your you mean your soccer club, right? Yeah, the small yeah, army. Exactly. <laughs> small, yeah. The Roman yeah, Legion is, uh, uh, will be, uh, yeah, will be ready to mobilize. It'll be about ten years until they invade Vienna and successfully siege it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, it's been good. Um, the boys have been back in school again, just kind of them doing their pre-K stuff. So that's been good. So um, yeah, everybody's been good. So Ham, I know you've interesting job news so that's congratulations to you so thank you thank you yes what, what it must be like to be a baller shot you know hey i'm gonna get that's paid. true i i i just hope that that everybody out there listening you know gets to at, at some point in their life wake up and realize that they they get to live out their dream um and and you know guys i, I guess i can i Every guess day, dude. i guess i can announce it now i'm gonna be a lead striker for borough <laughs> you know they've signed me on a long on a long-term contract and folks it's gonna be great it's gonna be great Br- bring in the walls it's a big big daddy was coming to the attacking front of Burra, which is when, when, when currently not when neil warnock is is on the other line you know it's really tough to say no and, and i do love south carolina dearly um but you know, you've never been to you've never been to North Yorkshire, Middlesbrough before, so dude, it looked like no. fun today. What are you talking about? Didn't you see the photos of them messing around yeah, in the snow? Cool. I mean, come yeah. on, Mark Bola's smile—that guy is infectious. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. the, that's the the happiness and positivity um, this club needs, according to to to, to some folks, and, and I I would agree. Uh, times times could be times could be tough considering that uh, Brent Ford. One result. Uh, yes, I obviously got to got to find a way to pun in you, the name. Uh, you, you tried real hard, and it was it was great. You know, if 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 if, if Ivan Tony uh, was the only goal scorer, and he he had only scored those two, it, it would have been a Tony to one uh, oh, match. Oh my know. God! Someone hit this man over the head with a two by four, please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you know, and so and you get props, you get props for trying. You know. that you could say that was Ivan terrible. Okay. Yeah. The you know, yeah. You, that might need to um, be more. Uh, I'm ready to tally. You know. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> uh, um, and honestly, I wow, think Brad it's... might need to do some uh, Matthias to to help make sense of all this. You know, math, Matthias, uh, Matthias. These puns are borderline worse than this game went for Burra. Um, yeah, man. Let's talk about let's talk about fried instead of these puns. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair. So um, I, I I think it's important to to start out and and kind of state the obvious, right? I said previously on the pod, whenever I paid to watch a game, we won. And I paid, and we got 4-1. <laughs> that right there, folks, is a clear indication as to why I'm not sure I'll be paying to watch a match against Brentford anytime soon, mainly because we don't have to play them again. But <laughs> um, but I do take some responsibility for potentially jinxing that victory. Man, why you got, why you got to say oh, anything? I don't think you can take... You can't take responsibility for that. We it's played, just a, we played the hottest a difficult side of the championship. Game. I mean, what do you expect? We yeah. we just signed. We started two guys who we had recently signed in the last week, and had had little time to mesh with the club. Like, what do you expect? You know. 
Like we, we don't just pull out a, we don't pull out a screaming result out of our back pockets, let alone without our best defender. I mean, it was I was I was hoping just to get a tie, and uh, man, that would have been great. Yeah, I think we all went. We went for one one. Yeah, you and I, you and I, you and I called it one one. Ham, Ham was adventurous and said two one, um, and was sorely um, wrong. (laughs) Uh, Fair. I mean, you know, but if I, I should have. I know I said two one, and then I followed it up with Burrow. But honestly, the the space after that message that didn't say anything, I really meant Brentford four <laughs> one. Uh, if you can't read, right. if you can't read between the lines, there, then you know I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. I was thinking about it. I have never predicted a Burrow loss, and I just don't do it. I'm just like, no, they're going to win every game. Um, but this game, it, it didn't happen. We had uh, eleven shots total, six on target. <laughs> Um, so I'd actually say like that's a that's a that's a reasonable number um, to have just just north of fifty percent there. No, I mean we. If you look at the game, and I didn't see the whole game, but I mean, I, if you if you look at the the opportunities that are available, you know we're, we're one one nil up, and then we make it all the way through until nearly the second uh, to the end of the first half, and then we give a, a you know give a goal away. And George Savile misses a glorious opportunity. You know, essentially, then you know you're saying, "Well, we're going in." You know, it could be two nil or it could be two one. Either way, um, you know, and it's a completely different mm-hmm. game. Then, um, but you know, I saw that we we have missed the most um, guilt edge opportunities or the most clear cut chances. We've missed the most big chances out of anybody mm-hmm. in the league. Um, and and this is against the uh, expected goals, which was something that I brought up earlier in the season. Um, you know, when you factor that in, you know, you you cannot you cannot expect to win football games if you are missing the easy yeah. chances because those are the ones that you're supposed to put away. Um, yeah, you can come up with a worldie and smash one in from halfway, and you know, put it in a corner straight from the. You, know, you can score a goal from the corner, you know, but those aren't. That's not going to win no. games. That's like hardly there's, ever. There's no consistency, season. no nothing to rely on there. I mean, those are freak accidents. Yeah, and I, I feel like the way that the team is shaping up, I'm more optimistic. Maybe some of the fans were kind of. You know, a little bit. Oh man, we got beat four one at home, and it's our fourth defeat in four at home. And you know, previously we'd gone, you know, nearly all, the whole season without losing a game at home. And it's just, look, you know, these things happen. And I think, you know, back in the day, especially last season, I mean, if you would have said by January we'd be in seventh, uh, you know, three points off promotion, off the twelfth mm-hmm. places, you know, you would have snapped someone's hand <laughs> off for that. And I think that, like how, that how, dare you, you, how dare you say such a silly remark. Exactly. And that shows you the progress we've made in such right. a short space of time. And I think, yeah, you're disappointed. But like you said, Brad, you know, that was a team who were flying. They've got the highest, they've got the top scorer in the league. They've got, you know, a really good set of players who've been brought in. And, and, and you know, they're part of this whole money ball, mm-hmm. you know, transfer policy that Brentford have and they've been working on that for a number of seasons now this is not just a fluke no. occurrence they've been punching you know top of the championship for a while now they, they probably yeah, have gone up last year instead of missed Fulham. it last year they absolutely should have been moving up last year they 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 yeah, big last choke. season that shouldn't have been no Fulham. no clutch um, but 
I think they'll probably end up going up this year. In all honesty, they're probably the form team in the league, like you say, and I think they're probably mm-hmm. going, to go, going to go from strength to strength. So getting beat, you know, I think you know there's other games that we've no we've, we haven't done well in, and we've come away and said, look, you know, next time, you know, we will we'll, we won't get beat by Birmingham again. Okay, we won't get beat by Rotherham. Okay, <laughs> that was, you know, the biggest concern for me is that we've what we've we've played four games at home. We've scored. What is it? Mm-hmm. One goal and conceded like eleven in the in the last four games at home, which is like that's the that's a bit more concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, decent draw at Norwich, but you know we have to shake that that hoodoo off our back now in our next game. And you know, obviously the the the, the derby game is a good you it's know, a good a opportunity good to bounce team back. to go up against. Huge opportunity to bounce back. Yeah, big I mean, time. And they're and yeah. they're they're a team no midweek game as well. Five. I mean, we are arguably right now one of the worst form teams of the league right now. We are three losses, a draw, and a win in our last five. And Darby's yeah. three wins and two losses in their last five. I mean, there's not many other teams out there that look as poor as we do. You've got Barnsley, who's got two draws and three losses. And then Wickham down at the bottom with four losses and a draw. I mean, it's like there's like two or three other teams with a worse run of form in their last five. Yep. I did. I did think it was worth mentioning. Um, kind of talking about that that run of form, and you know the the games that we've had at home. Right, for, you mentioned eleven goals and four. Uh, in those matches, Dale Fry has only played in one, mm-hmm. in which we only conceded one. And and this was something we spoke a little bit about before the pod. But but how integral um, is Dale Fry to this team? And do you think? You know, we, we read a piece um, in the, uh, oh my gosh, the Gazette today. The Gazette, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, and, it, and it, you know, Warnock said, we're going to unleash everything now. Like these next uh, 18 matches, it's everything played out, you know, fair play to him. Um, and and he talked about Dale's importance. Brad, this kind of question for you. And, and then Greg, I'd like like to hear your, your take on it. But, you know, how, how integral is Dale Fry for us going forward, you know, and... Also, is that a problem because of how reliant we are upon one single defender to kind of keep this cohesive system um, together? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think he is massively integral. I mean, he is. I mean, Warnock said it, and I totally agree with him. I mean, oh yeah, we didn't have Dale. You know, he's he's going to make a huge difference when we come back. That's going to be a world of difference. I mean, okay, yeah, you didn't have Dale. You you conceded four goals. Would Dale have stopped? All four goals. I don't know. You're up against the leading scorer in the league, and Ivan Tony. Maybe he only puts two in. Maybe he's maybe or he put two in anyways. But maybe the whole team only puts two in. Um, I don't know. My concern is the fact that we're like, okay, great, no big deal. We're gonna go shackles off. Like, what do you mean shackles off? Like, we we just picked up our whole new signings. Like that was shackles off. Was going and getting those guys, bringing them in, and you're sitting here at seventh. Like, I don't. You you had to play defensive ball because you're out your best defender. So are you saying now that Dale Fry's back, we're going to go and throw our supposed attacking front at them? I mean, our attacking front that put in an own goal. I mean, we didn't have any any good form shots really fall for us. So I mean, I don't know. I I don't fully believe in the whole shackles off thing. I mean, shackles should already be off based on what we're all seeing. Um. And and to have, and to have to come back and rely on Dale Fry as your saving grace is is not necessarily a bad thing. But if he keeps getting hurt and having to miss a game every two or three, 
and that's not going to do it. I mean, we need we need depth. We need people. We need the Grant Hall to come back, who can come in and provide relief to Dale Fry not being able to play. We need Anthony Dykesteel to be at the form he, the beautiful, beautiful form he was at the beginning of the season, where I mean, he was literally a, a brick wall. No one could get by him. I mean, it's it's things like that where we can't just rely on one to make a finish here for the the playoff push. I mean, we're five points out now. And if, if Neil Warnock's going to rest his hat on, okay, we're going to have Dale for the next 18 games. That's going to be it. I mean, that's not it. We, we don't have goal scorers and yeah, we've just got these guys off transfers and there's a lot of hope there, but, and we also just played the, the number one, arguably the number one side in Brentford, but you know, until there's results, I, I don't I don't necessarily buy into all that confidence. I'm I'm more concerned than anything. I think this is a very big tipping point. Greg. No, I mean yeah, it's a it's it's a little bit of a worry. I mean, like you said, the last you know, four games at home we've lost uh you know we've lost quite yeah. convincingly. You know, probably the Blackburn game was was an anomaly because we should have had a penalty and they should have had a man set off, but um, you know, I think, I think when you've got a player like Dale Fry, who, you know, has come through the ranks and, and has been, you know, kind of a, mm-hmm. a hometown hero. Um, and then, you know, you don't really have a huge amount of, of depth no. in that kind of area. Right. So it's been Fry and it's been, it's been McNair with mm-hmm. Dyke Steele and then, you know, Ball has played center, you know, and then, you know, you, maybe he's, you know we've had Jody House and you know play deep um, a couple of times, but I think yes he is an integral part because he has such a good uh, partnership with Paddy McNair. You know I think that ongoing you know relationship and, and partnership between those two guys has been you know again very mm-hmm. very good. I think that you know the Benelli came in for a lot of you know he'd been really strong you know all season and he's come up with a little bit of a, a dip well, I mean, form, I think. I think that's directly um, related to Dale Fry. I mean, I don't, I don't, you can't, I don't potentially. think you can entirely fault the goalkeeper on that one because his, his game, his game is no, exponentially I... easier and or harder based on the quality in front of him. You know, like Dale Fry provides yep. a front that limits a lot more chances than what we saw in our last game without Dale Fry. I mean, I, I think Dale Fry is good enough to where it's not as tough a game for Bettinelli if he's in that last lineup. Do they get in two goals because they're good goal scorers on that team? I think so. Um, do they get to rip shots off at us like we're a freaking dartboard at the local pub? Probably not. Um, so I, I mean, like that's I, I don't, I don't like to fall back on the Bettinelli train. Yes, he's not playing at the form he was, but like. I don't think that's directly correlated to just him. No, I, I don't think so either. So it's, you know, I think you look at some of the, you know, you look at some of the performances, you know, in the last few weeks and, and you don't feel like we should have lost no. all of those games. Oh, it hurts. I mean, you look um, at them, it's like painful. Yeah, it has been. And I, I, I again feel like, you know, I think it's it's just the start of a new kind of chapter, right? You've got, you know, mm-hmm. Colossi and mm-hmm. Cabano, you know, you've got, you know, Fry to come back in and, and Housen to play as well because he, he missed the game this mm-hmm. this week. And then, 
you know, just to kind of get a more settled team going and not to have to worry about too much rotation. Um, and you know, Mendes Lang to come in when he's fit, I think yeah. it'll be another. Good I mean, we've got we've got Fletch coming back and... still, and yeah. So if, you know, you kind of look at that and say, look, hey, you know, even Tony's a pretty decent player. Um, Brentford have got a pretty decent squad. Mm-hmm. They are flying. You know, they've got a game in hand. They probably go top. Um, Mm-hmm. This week, you know, you know, Norwich are on a bit of a wobble as well. So I think, you know, that game again. Let's see what the reaction is against Derby tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday, um, and and let's just get it out of the way with and and move on to the next game. And you know, Derby's home form hasn't been particularly bad. I think they've won three yeah. out of the last five. Um, our away form, we've won two, lost two, drawn one, so it should be a good game. Um, but they're still fighting for the lives. They're you know twenty eight points, yeah, twenty second place. Are... So, you know we're at opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and we, and we had this we had this issue earlier with with a a relegation team, potential relegation team in Rotherham, yep. who were like, okay, yeah, this one should be away and clear, and boom, three nil. Ow. Yeah. That was a really weird game, though. I've never seen a game like that for a lot of a, a long time. Just how it kind of played I, out. I hate to cut across um, here, but I do think there is something to be said, right, about about what you mentioned, Greg, in in the fact of okay, on to the next. You know, I think championship teams. Um, I think the best at this level are going to learn how to reset their mental mindset, you know, and pick themselves out up out of that rut like Brentford yeah. started this season atrociously but remember it's like yeah, it's not how were, you start it it's, it's what, how you 10 11 12 yes it's it's how you you know finish it and, and you know Mark Wilson um might actually be his birthday today happy birthday Mark um, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you know he, he talked about right it, it's, it's about when do you hit your peak and how do you plateau from there and I'm not sure this this club has hit its its peak yet and I think some of the the frustration right that that we're feeling with the club when it's this 3-0 against you know Rotherham and these are teams like we should be beating um and then you get 4-1 at home it's like we're only five points shy of the table and the people Bournemouth directly above us it feels like they are trying their hardest to drop as many points as they can so that way this still seems tenable for us and the people below us aren't really gaining all that like they're drawing and it's like okay we are we have a very real possibility of of making it into like that back door um that backdoor playoff spot and so i think some of that that frustration but also some of that this club needs to learn you know how do we reset after a a 4-1 thumping you know and get back and also you know how do you how do you reset after a win right a 1-0 or a 2-0 because even then you know you might condition yourself into thinking oh yeah we just beat you know some Millwall, let's say and then we go in and we play like wickham and we get surprised you know, and, and games like that, that rather than one, you know, creep up on us. So I, I do think it is um, really crucial, especially with the, with the, con- the congestion of the fixtures and how quickly they're, pl- they're playing. Yeah, to, somewhere to in that back well. room, right. Somewhere in that back room needs to be consideration for, for how are we getting our players mentally ready to, to deal with this next match and learn their mistakes from the past. But like, you know, it's like you got to be a, everybody on that field needs to be a cornerback in the NFL, you know, just have like the quickest memory ever. Forget about it. Cause you've got to go out there and play again. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's tough, and I think you know those those sorts of games. You know, I think again, you know, we've kind of said it. It just seems like we've we've been a little bit unlucky, and we've kind of contributed to our own downfall in a couple of those games. But um, you know, I think it's. I think this is like tomorrow. tomorrow. Poor thing. Saturday is He's the, already on is, Friday time. Yeah, no. <laughs> Saturday is. I know. I'm hoping it's the weekend mean? already. Um, I keep thinking there's a big midweek fixture. Um, it's, the, there the, usually the, is, so, so it's an anomaly well, this week. I know. I'm like my brain is like my brain's nah. blown away because the FA Cup. Um, but yeah, I think I think this will be the the start of the yeah. the, the next part of the season, the well, final it's, part it's of the big. season. And, I mean, there's you know, again, there's three teams, it. yeah, four teams really that can pass or tie with us depending on the results this week. I mean, we've got Blackburn, Stoke, Bristol, and Cardiff, who with a win are sitting on top of or ahead of us. You know, like I mean, it's it's about to get really tight if we don't start pulling together some results and really tough and. I mean, this is this is where it's got to be a really strong week for that attacking front because if Neil's if Neil's saying we've got Dale back this next game, then he's he's essentially saying that okay, our defense is going to look a lot better. We're going to be fine back there. Okay, so how do we get balls in the back of the net? Yeah, and I think it's going to come with um, you know with the I new players so. that have been brought in on loan, and I think it's going to take a little bit of time for them to settle. Um, more trading, yeah. more cohesion. You know, working together, understanding the the benefits. But you know, like we t- like we talked about it again. It's you know missing those mm-hmm. those clear cut chances, those good yep. those good chances. You just can't do it, and and you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna produce a ton of those mm-hmm. chances per game because we're not <laughs> you know, we're not Man City, we're not you know, you know, we're not Brentford. You don't, you don't have Bruno Fernandes. So when you get those chances, curlers into the box. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, I think we've got good wide men yeah. now. We've got good pace. We've got good, I mean, yeah. you know, good attacking technique. But the next, the next like five games are like tough, right? So you got Derby away, right? That's you know a bit of a six pointer because we're both fighting for right. respective positions. Then you've got Huddersfield at home, who are right, mm-hmm. you know, right on our tails. You've got Reading, who are just above us, just on Bristol our tails. City, you know, they're right above us. Just on our tails. On our tails. Yeah, I mean it's you know, on our it's tails a tie, it's a bottleneck. I mean, we're this so, is this is the make or break moment right here. Um, yeah, yeah. Because if if you can come through this stretch positively, I think that is enough of a vibe to carry you through the last ten or so games after that. I mean, it's 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 huge. Um, I mean, could you yeah. could you imagine picking up all fifteen points? What that would do. Like the, I mean, I I can't even imagine that. I can't imagine that based off of the Brentford and, um, like the last based off the last few results. I can't imagine that. But the hypothetical impact that has, if if we do turn it around, holy smokes! I mean, and 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 let's imagine Norwich lose, right? And everybody else drops points, then we are. Like joint top of the table. I'm just kidding, but maybe you are. You are. You are stretching the fabric <laughs> of reality here, sir. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking speaking of stretching fabric and reality, let's cut to a break, and when we come back, <laughs> we will talk about the five remaining or our, our upcoming fixtures and the thing that produces fabric: the rumor mill. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We'll be right back.
Wow. Boys, did we stretch that fabric of time, space, and reality. Burrow, as you guys hinted at, take on Wayne Rooney's Darby <laughs> County. That's a funny thing to think of. That is a weird thing to think of. You know, especially because of his fame at DC United. You know, I mean, that <laughs> man basically made that club. Yeah. I remember he did do that unbelievable last-minute assist when uh, he tracked mm-hmm. back to the, like the halfway line. Like I think the keeper was out of the goal. It was like the ninety-third minute. He like slid tackle, slide tackle, turned the ball over, sent this absolutely pinging cross from mm-hmm. like the halfway line. And Dude, somebody think, like headed it in. I think he. I think he, like, he, I think he actually buried that shot. <laughs> I think he. Did. I think he just buried it. He buried it. I thought. I'm sure he like. Maybe he in like your mind, you were on the receiving end of that. In the box. And and you know, you brought yeah, DC maybe. United glory and fame, but <laughs> it was it was Wayne That's Rooney. True. I, I but, think it was. I, I think I do remember that. I think he did. Yeah, he pelt it from halfway, and it just sunk. I mean, that's your typical. That's your typical training yeah, ground maybe. shot. You know. You know. Yeah, you just like you do it. Like. That's when you yell heat check, and then uh, you just go for it, and it's like, oh shit. That just went in. Boom. Speaking of which, this game. Yeah, they got. What go is in. going to happen? Who's going to go in? Uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely a heat check. I mean, Darby Darby's won three of their last four. Just dropped the last one uh, to Rotherham again, who three out another team. Um, so it'll be uh Based on that result, we are even peggings with this this team. Although uh, this Derby team picked up a win against Bristol, which is kind of whack. Um, How kind of them! Right, keep them off our tails a little bit. But you know, it's a it's another common case of the championship striking again, where none of these results uh, can really mean anything. Um, so we uh, hopefully we hopefully our team that comes out uh, in this one game. Is uh the better, you know? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, as of right now, I can't can't lean one way or another in saying what it's what this what it's going to be like. You look at the Derby team; they look hot. They've had some good results. They dropped a weird one against Rotherham. We dropped a weird one against Rotherham. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, based on based on their other results, they look like a strong team. They beat QPR. They beat Bristol. They beat Burnmouth. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of good results there. Yeah, I mean they they did get beat three 0 by Rotherham away, and I think um, Lewis Wing oh, yeah, that's right. started um, played play I think for. I think that's absolutely true. Um, played for Rotherham, so you know I think that's good to see him kind of coming through and and playing some football. Um, just interesting how they Derby probably. You know, they they probably see every game now mm-hmm. as kind of like a cup final for them because, like you say, they've, you know, they beat. I think they beat. Um, they beat us at home. No, we beat, we beat them three 0 and uh, away. Yeah, sorry. And then they they beat us uh, at home, and then they beat Derby three 0 So it's like you know, they either seem to you know get pounded or they they win mm-hmm. <laughs> quite handsomely. Um, like I think. All of their games have had like three goals in them. 
like the better part of like the last like months yeah, or so. The Birmingham <laughs> game they won four four like, yeah. three nil, three one, three. They got three. a couple one nil results in, in January. Yeah, so They've since simmered down, you but, know, yeah, it's been January sixteenth yeah. through like the thirtieth. Yeah. Or January first rather. But yeah, I mean again it just enforces this league is just so competitive and any team on their day mm-hmm. can beat any other team in the division. Yes. The the form teams will you know, the cream will yeah. come to the you know, rise to the top, but on your day, if you have a couple of injuries or you know you're not a hundred percent up for the game, you will get turned over. Um, and that's really what I don't want to see. Is if we do get beat, it's you know a one nil or we draw. You know, I just want to. I don't want to see negativity. I want to see you know positive, positive performance and a positive result. And you know, let's hope it's not you know a repeat of you know. Mm the Rotherham game where we got beat, you know, and, and let's hope it's the the return fixture where we beat them three nil at home. That was basically the end of um you know, that was the kind of end of their first, you know, initiative when they were trying to, you know, do what they were trying to do, but that ultimately started kind of Wayne Rooney's appointment yeah, after we 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 three nilled so, Rooney um, into retirement. <laughs> um pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, so, I'm expecting a I'm expecting a big just, game yeah. uh, from from some of our signings here that, that have a bit more experience. Uh, when yeah, I'm going I think that's a younger a younger Derby side, uh, you know, with with Yannick yeah. and and Brad, you kind of hinted at this, and, and and you, Greg, did as well in, in our previous segment, right? You know, balls we are putting balls into the box, and those chances aren't being finished, and it's like we've got a, a tremendous winger on the ball um, in, in Yannick Velasi. On the other side, on the, like the opposite side, we've got uh, Cabano, who I absolutely um, adore. Fantastic Dude, you lost player. Your, you lost your mind on transfer day when we got him. Uh, the fact that they they pulled they pulled that man literally out of the hat. <laughs> I was last. That was at, literally the final hour. At the death of it, I think you know is is what we could describe that signing um, as. Yeah. But, you know, like using him, like those players are fantastic in their own right. But if you can just find the way. To, to make like I don't together. know maybe not put George Seville in those places where he's the one like bless him you know he he's a good player you know but like can we just put like a gosh darn striker like right in the middle of the box to actually well, finish a shot well here's here's my here's my input on that is who'd you have up top last game Brita Sambalanga what has Brita Sambalanga been this season yeah not very good right uh, no, I agree I agree I mean, it's yeah. I I don't get it. I mean, Chuba's not great. Put Duncan Watmore up there. He's quick. He's gonna go get it. He's gonna make sure he puts the ball on the net. Uh, I mean, on the frame, and the keeper's gonna have to save it. Like Watmore's been super consistent for us in that sense. Um, granted, he's in a little bit of a post-contract extension slump, so we'll he's we're, been a we're... Bit, he's been a bit unfortunate. It's almost <laughs> as if Greg stared into the crystal ball. Uh, yeah, and, right. and foretold this. Why couldn't you have said something different, Greg? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be the top scorer in the division by the yeah. end of the season. I hey, I'm, I'm, that, but, you know, um, unfortunately, we all know how I've, contract I've, negotiations I've, break down and what, what happens afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You work really hard to get the job. Yeah, we're you good get now. The job, you're like, yeah. <laughs> and, and the reason, yeah, 
you know, the, the reason he, he turned down the move that he like looked up and saw what West Brom was, West Brom was doing. And he said, um, you know what, uh, I'm going to, you know, why, why save, save the trouble, right? I'll just stay in the championship. Don't need to go up there, you know, exactly. get kicked in every week. At least down here, I might win some exactly. games. Yeah. And not have to try very hard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think, oh, man, it's just, it's just like the same old story, right? We've you know signed players and they've come in and they've been here and they've done an okay job, but no one's really. No, you know, we haven't had a, a good striker at the club since <laughs> I would say Negredo, and even when he was there, was that was is that the same strengths. Negredo that came and from then... Italy? Okay. No, that was uh, Alvaro Negredo, who was the um, he was the striker. Maybe I am thinking Manchester of the same City. guy. Um, he used to play. Yeah, maybe he's he played for Valencia. Um, he played for Real Madrid. No, not Real Madrid. He played for uh, Man City. Um, and then basically, you know, he was a great striker in Spain and in England. You know, he really was a good a good player. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just don't play. We don't seem to play to the strengths of the of the the strikers. So you know, Brit isn't. You know, renowned for being clinical, he's a yeah. very streaky player. But no. we don't get enough balls into the box for him. He needs, you know, five, six, seven chances a game, you know, to get you a couple of goals. You know, he's not a Jamie Vardy type where you know it's he like, just oh, you know, sniffs the goal and then score. <laughs> it's already yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you you need to get the man a lot of chances to to, to score a lot of goals and. You know, I think that constant striving for playing into a formation that's going to score goals has always been our struggle because we just don't have that. Um, we don't have that level of, of of ability and capability. Even though now I think our squ- squad, even though with it loan, loan it does it, it does feel like we're missing squad. that crown jewel. Um, um, that just like you need, like yeah. Right. A, a Lionel Messi, a, a Mbappe, Haaland, <laughs> you know. A Messi. I mean, I just Googled yeah, good strikers, Fernand- and, and there's a list of, of targets, you know, that, that I have, that the club I just you, you make You make sure to forward that on to uh, Steve Gibson and tell him to empty his pocketbook. Oh, well, well you know, that kind of gets back to, to my good news, yeah. right? Maybe I am that crown jewel for this <laughs> club, and, you know, soon there'll be Hamilton, Hamilton Wozniak right next to Cristiano, like sandwiched between Cristiano and, and Messi, you know. Be, like, be oh, careful, sick. man. We, we may just need someone of your quality to come and fix this attacking front, because right now nothing else is working. Yeah. We need your. We need I mean, here's here's a question I have: is this is this to, uh... is this a training ground issue? Like, what's what is this going on? Because like, you don't think so? I don't. I think it's like a luck I don't thing. Think so. it's That's just, what it, it's. No, it's just the it's just the players. You know, it's just the players who've been signed, and we've seen it as 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 fans for years and years and years, where we've brought in players. You know, they come with a, a hefty price tag, and they just don't deliver the goods and. I think, you know, again, this is a, a lot of the problem with the fans is, is you know, we we buy high and sell low when there's other teams in the division. One of those is a really good way to high. do business, um, and it's not the Borough way. Yeah, and, and that's what we've done in the in the previous years, you know, when we bought, you know, players in Ravinelli, you know, you know, Merson, Janino, you know, when we spent big money on, on strikers. Um our most expensive player that we bought before Britas and Belonga, even though we were in the championship, was a Brazilian 
um, called Alfonso <laughs> Alves, and he came from Herenveen in the Dutch league. And I think we signed him for like twelve and a half million, and he had like a ridiculous goal scoring record. And he just wasn't interested in in playing in the Premier League. He he was content going strong to the enough. He wasn't where he felt um, like he could fit in a little better. Oh my god! Yeah, but we sold him before he even played in the Championship, so it was, it was a complete waste of money. But yeah, that was a, that was akin to like we've taken these punts and gambles on players, and I don't think we've recruited smartly. But then I think you know. Warnock came came in and said, "Oh, my, you know, the recruitment team's given us, you know, these list of players, and they said these are the best like five players in the division in the league that they play in." And he said, "They're just not, you know, that I know that having watched them, they're not as good as you're telling me they are." So it's a combination of using stats, but also having the the backup, you know, from a from a pr- professional footballing standpoint to understand how good they are. And how they're going to fit into the system, and a lot of it comes down to how motivated are they, you know, where do they want to be, and the, the problem we're going to have, and we've talked about this before, I think, is, you know, we're not in Bradford, right. we're not yeah. on the outskirts of London, you know, we're not in a big city, we're, you know, we're a smaller right. town, even though it's a big small town, you know, on the edge of, you know, the right. middle of, you know, on the edge of the northeast coast, you know, it's a bit of a thank God for Neil Warnock uh, this year. Speaking, that is your saving grace. That is your that is your linchpin on all of these signings. Yeah. I mean, Neil Warnock is the one thing that brings all these players in. Yeah, without him. Mendez Lang literally only came because Neil Warnock asked him to. Yannick Bellassi literally only came because Warnock asked yeah. him to. Like I mean, you've you've True. got you've got you've got people who want to come and play yeah. for this guy. So obviously, there are good things there. Now, how the heck do you restructure this this ship? I mean, we we we've got an issue where this whole thing is built up around a flawed system that has not produced goals for four years now. Um, I mean, Ashley Fletcher is the only person in the last two years, as far as I'm aware, that's a semi-consistent goal scorer in the sense that he gets more than 10 a year. And he's been injured for half this season. Before we came to the club, uh, Brad, Britt Asambolongo, I, I saw on Twitter, like had 15 and then 16, and then last year he had 11. And so like okay. he's a depreciating depreciating asset in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, uh, but I... Right. Yeah. Okay, so Brit's, Brit's, Brit's kind of in there, but at the same yeah. time, I'd say what Brit has cost us in missed opportunities is oh my greater gosh. than what he's provided us in five goals. Without um, a doubt. Yeah. No, it is frustrating. It is. And I, I don't think there's any easy way out of it. I think you just have to keep putting. The, I mean, the this is this is where this is where I question right. that. Like, isn't that the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I would say without without further uh, investment. And to be honest, I'm surprised the club spent as much as they did over this transfer transfer. I was window. too. This is perhaps the best we're going to get, at least for the, I mean, obviously for the rest of, of this year, Warnock's come out and said, you know, we're not looking for other, any other free, free transfers. And it's, we're either going to sink and swim. And you know, what's, you know what, what the shame, the shame in it all is you've got people like uh, Marcus Brown who have oh. just like, it, it just feels like he has like that it factor, you know, and then something, oh. and then he gets out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a, that was a big blow. I mean, his, you know, his energy is great. Loved him. Loved watching him play, and hope he hope he recovers well. 
Yeah, that's Tom, that hurts. He's probably our biggest impact well player in the midfield and the wings right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be mad yep. if if he but, I mean, got pushed further up the pitch and and was able to be tricky inside the box. To be honest, because well, Tav, I, Tav is great up the wings. I think he's fantastic. I think I think there's a lot of people that have underrated his quality and his importance to this team. No, I think he's definitely stepped up, and I think he's grown into the role. That he's been twenty-two. Of season. Like he's that. still very young. Um, yeah, twenty-one or twenty-two. Yeah, he's he, he's not much older. Um, I just think we're missing that that final, like you say, that final jigsaw piece. That 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 number ten, you know, role. You know, a creator and also a finisher. I mean, obviously, right, you're never going right, to get right. Bruno Fernandez in many teams. You know, he's a one of a, one of a time talent but you know we had a Gaston Ramirez type player um, last time we got promoted and you know you could see he was too good for the championship um, and we were lucky to get him but we just haven't been able to secure that type of player and I think that's the type of player I think I think I think this transfer market has lent us the opportunity to break Um, into that and I think now what we what we're struggling with is these injuries and not having all of our best pieces together at the right time uh, we have Dale Fry out, we have Tav out, and we just yeah. brought in Cabano, who could arguably be that, that 10 player who can kind of do a little bit of all of it. Um, and we've got Belasi, who's a big body yep. running up and down the side of the field. I mean, he's he's got a huge presence that is not to be underrated. I mean, that dude bullies defenders, and you love to see it. Um, and it's just like... I want I yeah. want someone who can who can find a way to create space for him to work and then be ready to receive whatever he's putting into the box. Like I don't know, I just the Brit factor is not there. I, I want someone else. I want Fletch. I want Fletch back is what I want. I mean Yeah, I think we all want to see Fletcher get back into the team, but he's gonna to have to be nursed into the into the you know the heat of battle because he's not going to be match fit, and it's going to take a few, you know, a few games to get him in. And right, you know, we've got, got cover. You know, you got Watmore, and, and I mean, I I take Watmore even. Duncan like, I, I just love the way that guy plays. He's 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 got he's got a fire in his eyes. I mean, he he wants it when he plays. He's he's not he's not half pedal. He's he's full pedal all the way to the floor. Like you know, he's he's getting after it. Full tilt boogie. <laughs> yeah, but. Let's see how it goes. I think, you know, we've got, you know, some very big yeah. games coming up and I think it all starts with the Derby game and, you know, we we see what it looks like and, you know, if it's a, a step back for, you know, two steps forward in the next few weeks, I'm happy mm-hmm. to, to take that, you know, once everybody gets settled again and, you know, we God, start I, I just together want to see some, some stronger performances. Destroy the net this um, week. I just want to, I want to see so many shots. I, I I mean I want <laughs> yeah. I want him to literally manhandle a fullback. I, I just I think we all he totally to can. I mean he's ginormous. Yeah, we we I think it's definitely it, it's coming across like you know Warnock said, look, hey, you know maybe we've been playing a little bit conservatively. You know now we've got the players who can really attack the game, and you know if we get beat three two or we get beat you know four three. If we get if we get more kind than of, one goal you know, scored, I'm. You relatively content. I don't. The rest, the rest is to be seen. Yeah. You know, like if we're if we're able to put balls in the net, I'm happy with that because we've well, proven I that we have the defense. And if if we have a a lackluster game where we lose three two, 
that's more of a fluke on the defensive side, although arguably yeah. a fluke on the offensive side. You know, to not get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I just I would like to see, you know, I'd like to see him come oh. out and do a five zero, do some damage. To five, yeah. Can I get a five zero? See that? See that? See that? See that five zero? Five zero make an appearance. Greg, Absolutely. Greg, as you as you look into your if crystal it ball, once this season is be, is Darby County happy. our five zero moment? <laughs> um. Well, now that you've said that, it's going to happen. Not. That's next level thinking. I think we <laughs> reverse psychology at its finest. I think we just need to. We you, just need to get a few. Mom into buying you the candy yeah. you want. There just you need go. To get a few performances. That's true. There's very few. Yeah, let's see. I, I don't know. I think you know. Good performance. I just want to see a good. I'm, performance I'm here for that. I'm Saturday. here for that. Boys, I did want to briefly touch on some of the news out of League One and League Two today, which oh yeah, ended um their their this is this will be our rumor mill. Um, they have suspended their salary cap, which was so interesting as it was just implemented in August. Um, and then like all those loans were approved and, and grants. And so now I also wonder, you know, how many clubs actually ended up taking um, the Premier League out on those offers and, and made use of that money. Um, but honestly, like, what does this mean for the future? The future Dude, are they going to be able to secure players? Like players now have full flexibility in contract negotiation. It's, it's not like they can like what? <laughs> the the players are definitely in the seat of power um, in these spaces based off of just like the, the way it reads, um, you know, f- folks who, who may not be familiar. Um, this is very layman's terms. League one and league two decided that they were going to implement a basically wage cap to ensure that no club was being, was being, was overpaying irresponsibly for players. Mm-hmm. And just basically losing money. Yeah, ba- basically preventing the British Ambalanga contracts, where all of a sudden you're four years in and paying someone well over what they're worth. Yes. Yeah. So oh? there is some breaking news on this. So the the court of arbitration for sport came out and said that it was unlawful that you know the 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 footballing governing body couldn't introduce them. But it sounds like the the football league is going to try and reintroduce them uh, next season. So I'm not sure what is going on, but it sounds like geez. this is not over and it's going to keep rolling. Um, but yeah, it was the PFA, yeah. which is the professional the, the football association, party, yeah. you know, that represents the players, who's basically said, "Yeah, it's unlawful, right? You can't, you know, you can't introduce arbitrary." limits on a game that is supposed to be you know free and fair because at the end of the day those players are ultimately you know they they're not they don't belong to any one you know one person or any one thing right. They're, right. they're independent contractors i guess you could call it so it's kind of well, hard the, to have salary, the salary on, the on salary players who prevent you know, players don't belong from, to a, a like, body it, it puts things in a in a point of perspective where where players aren't coming out and asking for unreasonable funds because they know that the clubs don't have any limit put on them by by greater organization. So it's just like, I mean, you've got exactly. teams who are already, already like, like League One and League Two. These teams literally barely are surviving right now. And so now you go and put these players in a potentially greedy position to go and argue more aggressively in favor of their salaries, knowing that these teams don't 
have the position to say, oh, you know, like we're up against our salary cap. We can only pay this much. Like, no, knowing now that these teams technically can pay you and sign you to a rather sizable wage compared to what you may have. I mean, that's that's a huge bargaining chip that you can wager against a smaller team and a bigger team. I mean, it just it puts these small market teams out of shot. Well, I think one of the things that they did try and talk about was that you know essentially how is how is a team who's a bigger team in League One you know supposed to compete if their revenue is greater than a smaller team in League Two, for example. So I think they were talking about how are they going to implement these changes whereby the salary caps are linked to their revenue. And yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think the same goes for the Premier League teams and the same should go also for teams in the Championship because I believe there was an £18 million salary cap or £20 million salary cap proposed for Championship next season. Which I would imagine, hmm. you know, the top half of the league is going to vote right. down, and then the bottom half of the league is going to say, "Okay, well, that levels the playing field a little bit for us, so we'll vote for it." Um, but if they're talking about trying to make it a competitive league as possible, then if you're, you know, at the top of the league and you can spend more because your revenue is higher, then you're not going to agree to pay your players less because ultimately, you know, that allows you less revenue or le- less, um, you know, room in the market to play with specific players and to, you know, award them, you know appropriately for their, their their caliber of skill so uh, it's it's just a you don't want right. to see any leaves go bankrupt is removing that salary cap out of business you know you don't it, see it the opens it league. back up to probably a lot more of these financial fair play discussions where teams are are moving money around to sign these players yeah. to these big deals that they want and need to get a competitive advantage on the pitch and then all of a sudden a year or two later they're getting punished for it and it's like okay well what was yeah. that worth? I mean, you went up to go down. Like, I don't know. It just creates more of a moral yeah. dilemma in in how operations are run, how deals are negotiated. I don't know. I think I think the salary cap implementation is is good for all sides, and it'll be interesting to follow it over the next couple of weeks, months, whatever it may be. Folks, if you have thoughts, hit us with it on Twitter hashtag salary cap. What's up with that? <laughs> hashtag hashtag, put your hashtag celery hashtags. See what you think about it. Wait, what was that last so, one? Hashtag salad. Hashtag GameStop. Hashtag to the moon. Hashtag oh my gosh. <laughs> hashtag hold the line. There oh my go. gosh. You monster. Well, lads, it is that time. Dog coin. I'm going to hit the boys. My cat is actively trying to climb all over me. Your cat um, is a monster. I mean, she's adorable, but she really is trying to... <laughs> I mean, she's literally monster. climbing up my chair right now. Um, so, up the burra to that. Up the burra. And, and, and to y'all. <laughs> Good night, lad. Bring on the felines. Cheers, mates. Bye. Alright, cheers. Up the burra. Get off.